All right, today I would love to talk about the spring flowers that I see popping up all over town. So likely if you live anywhere, you've seen a daffodil before and you've seen them pop up in some of the most random places on the side of highways, up against someone's house, randomly in a flower bed. It's one little miracle of nature that I love to see every single year. Then you think, wow, those daffodils, they literally bloom so early in the season. They emerge, they come out, they're shiny yellow flowers. Sometimes they're a lot more fancy. They have lots of ruffles, but they, they poke up and they remember to do so each year. They have that beautiful sunshiny face and they remind us that spring is almost here. They are a beautiful harbinger of spring and I welcome them every time I see them. But you wonder, how did some of these get here and how do they keep coming back every single year? Well, daffodils are bulbs, and bulbs store all of their energy within them that they need to come back year after year, and daffodils are notorious for being great at naturalizing, and that just means they come back every year reliably. (laughs) And as a flower lover, I cannot say that I'm mad about that. I absolutely love that about daffodils. But if you think about it, you don't see daffodils in the summer, you don't see them in the fall, you definitely don't see them in the winter unless it's early winter before spring, and it makes you think, where do they go? Well, they gain all the energy they need and they send all that energy into their bulb and they wait for their time again to debut. It's really cool. And it makes you think, how do we have seasons like this too within our bodies, within our minds, within our souls? When are we expected to bloom all the time? When really we should be giving ourselves the permission, the fear, the feeling of being able to bloom when you're ready and rest and build up the energy in order to push those amazing, beautiful flowers. There's another flower in my yard. Um, It's actually a bush and it's called a rhododendron and they're an evergreen, beautiful plant. And for me in the Northeast, they bloom big clusters of this beautiful magenta purple flower and they do so almost reliably every year on Mother's Day. The whole bush just lights up. The bees are going crazy. They're all over. Um, But what's really cool about the rhododendron is they set their buds to bloom immediately after they're done blooming in that current year. So let's just say they bloom around Mother's Day till the end of May. So around like, you know, Memorial Day weekend. And those buds are just building. They're building, they're building. The bees are all over them. They must have some really good sap, really good pollen, things like that. And they send all that energy immediately into creating next year's buds. So you'll notice like in June, July, August, the rhododendrons already forming their new leaves. They've already formed buds and then they sit and they wait. They build all that energy. They take in all that sun. The bees are cleaning up anything that's left over all so they can bloom again next Mother's Day. Even in the winter, it's really fun. You can tell how cold it is (laughs) by how much a rhododendron's leaves are like up and down vertical. They like put all this energy into surviving through any type of weather and their buds are sitting out there in the freezing cold and yet they still manage to bloom. They're a really resilient plant and the ones that are around my house have definitely been here for decades. They hold so much wisdom and energy and I'm just so grateful for them. So why am I telling you about all these unique flowers and all these fun signs of spring that I like to track in my life? Well, it's really about how we as a person go on a self-discovery journey. How are we expected to learn about ourselves, go inward, start refusing outward 
praise and outward, you know, validation as the only source of our survival. It's really an interesting thing to consider. When I started my self-discovery journey, probably about like seven years ago now, I noticed that I thought I would be able to figure everything out right away. It's like, oh, two months, three months, yeah, it's fine. I'll be ready. I'll be ready to be done with this, right? And in reality, that was not the case. That was not the case at all. There was a lot to figure out when I started this journey, and I was so lucky to be supported by amazing coaches, amazing friends and family, um, who maybe didn't always understand what I was doing, but they didn't mind, and they were super supportive anyway. And the reason that I've connected this idea to understanding everything about ourselves when we go on a self-discovery journey so quickly to flowers in the yard, flowers that come up from spring that have spent a harsh winter in the ground is that we don't know what that bloom will look like in the dead of winter, especially if we've never seen it before. So each season brings its own traits, characteristics, and things, and it's the same when you're in that season of self-discovery. You will learn new things about yourself. You will find new flowers. You'll find new invasive weeds, let's just say. You will find um, things that you didn't expect. You'll find surprises, including the for- in the form of like beautiful flowers. You'll learn about all the things that you never even able were able to notice were there before. And it's a beautiful journey. But just like uh, a year in my yard or a year in nature, things change with every season. And each season has its beauty and has its features. And so as you embark on self-discovery journey, I really encourage you to think of it like, understanding all of your own seasons, because each one will be its own beautiful journey in itself. If you're in the middle of a self-discovery journey, perhaps you've already germinated from your seed, you've emerged from the soil, and now you're like a little seedling and you're going, oh my gosh, when will I ever grow big and bloom? Hey, it's coming. It could happen overnight. It could happen really quickly. It could take a little bit longer. But just as we would a little seedling, I encourage anyone who's just in the new stages of self-discovery or even just opening up a new box that maybe you haven't looked at before to give yourself a lot of tender care, give yourself a lot of nourishment, protection from the wind and the elements and things like that. And wind and elements can be replaced by many things like family who doesn't understand, maybe people at work. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you take any big risks, especially in this new tender state, but that's the beauty of experimentation when you're in that new self-discovery state is finding out what works for you, finding areas that you can experiment. You know, just like starting a garden and deciding what you're going to grow, not everything's going to make it. Not everything is going to produce the exact same results, but it's a learning journey. And that's exactly what you're doing. Even if you're just starting any self-discovery journey or you're doing something new within yours, it can be such a cool process if you allow it to be. That's why I love comparing this process to nature because you don't really rush nature. At least I don't anymore. I used to. I used to rush nature all the time. I would wish, wish, wish for all of my flowers to bloom and be super sad when they were done. And now I'm able to sit and realize that there is a perfect rhythm that exists and that is the one of nature and I can't control it and I also can't make it move faster. It's funny, the wind used to blow or like a storm would be coming and in my garden, I'd be out there trying to stake everything and make everything perfect and make sure everything was going to be okay and then sit by the window and watch as the wind or the storm would blow in and be absolutely so nervous. And 
what I found more than more often than not was that most of the time those storms were pretty damaging to my plants and to my garden and it wasn't for lack of trying but it was the fact that I could not control it that drove me nuts when I started to realize hey it is what it is it will be what it will be I will control what I can and try not to worry where I can't control things I don't know whether we just had a good weather year or if I just maybe surrendering into that made it so my plants didn't get as damaged, but I had a lot of luck with this new method and it was great data. It was great data for me and I thought, hmm, if only I could apply this to other areas of my life. Well, spoiler alert, I've tried it. (laughs) And the more that I have surrendered into existing, coexisting with things that I cannot change, And coming at that from a place of love and from a secure place that I know that I've done what I can and that I am open, that things just work out. So nature strikes again. She's just always teaching us so many valuable lessons. And when we can actually apply them to our life, I feel like we're only richer for it. So that's pretty much all I have to say today. But take a look around you if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or if you're in an area where daffodils grow regularly. See how many you can spot. Look at how cool it is that they just like pop out of nowhere. And then in June, you won't even know they were there. It's a little mystery and I love it. Talk soon.